Welcome to the Happy Being Well podcast, where we talk about strategies and insights so you can live happy being well with your host, Rita Perugia. This podcast is presented by happybeingwell.com, your online store providing the best in all-natural wellness products, such as natural essential oils, all-natural bath products, all-natural facial masks, all-natural deodorant, irresistible leggings, crystals, including crystal home decor and kitchen items, purple teas, natural sleepies, and so much more natural wellness studies at happybeingwell.com. Free shipping on any order within the USA at happybeingwell.com. Now enjoy the show. So I have an exciting guest for you guys. I have Noah St. John, and uh, he is a mental health coach to the celebrities. And you guys, obviously, you guys know that's my jam, mental health. That is pretty much all we talk about on Happy Being Well. And I'm sure Noah is going to have a lot to say and dive deep into this topic so Noah, so introduce us. Your, you know, how did you become a mental health coach to the celebrities, and what do you feel is so, especially today, like mental health is like the top priority these days with everything going on. You right. know, people are just overwhelmed. You know, yeah. making tough decisions like you know when you're overwhelmed like that with everything going on it's like it's even harder to make decisions in life maybe you can touch upon that and after you talk about you know your journey to becoming uh, a mental health coach to the celebrities yeah well you know it started very organically Rita uh, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood and so I know that's a total cliche but it's true I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport Maine which happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England, but my family was dirt poor. I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents end up losing to foreclosure when I was just 15 years old. So I saw growing up that there, you know, I, all I knew in my family was poverty and lack and not enoughness. And yet I saw that right down the street, there's great wealth and abundance. So I hated being poor. And so I really just, dedicated myself to learn the secrets of success. How, how does somebody go from not enough to having enough or more than enough? And so I really just studied and studied. Uh, you know, I'm known as the father of affirmations and the mental health coach of the stars. I'm also known as the nerdiest nerd in the personal growth industry. I'm like the Sheldon Cooper of self-help because I just, you know, when there's a problem, I just get down and I you know, get like going to my lab and I just study and study to, and find until I find the answer. And so, you know, back in 1997, 25 years ago, now uh, I actually discovered a couple of very important things. I, I mean, they were really epiphanies that I had. And I realized really what was missing in the mental health, in the personal development world that no one was talking about. And it was actually causing a lot of problems for people, for millions of people. And so I ended up writing a book called Permission to Succeed. And you know, now I've written 17 books, which you can see behind me here. And my, seventh, uh, my 18th and 19th are coming out next year. So really, it, it just started from, uh, frankly, a place of frustration and wanting to know the answers of why some people seem to have so much success and happiness and mental health, and yet others don't, even though you know they're working hard. They're doing supposedly all the right things, but why, why aren't things coming together? 
for them. And so that's really how I've made my mark. Um, you know, we've helped our clients uh, add over $2 billion, uh, you know, meaning adding six, seven, eight figures in revenues. And, and the reason that I share that is not because money is the most important thing, because it isn't, but it's awfully nice to have it, number one. <laughs> I mean, I've been rich and I've been poor and poor sucks. I mean, there's nothing good about it. Uh, and so, you know, the, the thing about money is it's easy to measure, right? It's easy to point to, you know, uh, my client was making this and now they're making 15 times that, you know? So that's just an easy thing to point to. Uh, but, you know, we also help people find their purpose in life, their passion, and really get back to themselves. To me, that's what it's really all about having, you know, uh, we call it living a freedom lifestyle where you have the time, the energy, the relationships and the money. So if you don't have all four of those, um, you really don't have, you know, what I would consider, a, I, and I don't think most people would consider a, a happy or fulfilling life. Mm, I completely agree. But what is the difference between someone who, like you said, is working hard, not getting a success versus somebody who's getting all getting a lot of success? What are the mm -hmm. two two different? Like, how does one become super successful? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's the question, isn't it? That's what yeah. you've been asking for centuries. And so, you know, I came up with several distinctions, really, in this in this category, uh, which I've been teaching for a quarter century now. Uh, and you know, God willing, I'll be teaching for a while longer. You know, uh, but so what I teach is something called uh, the power habits of unconsciously successful people. Now, that's a that's a mouthful. I know that. But um, let me break it down. It's actually very easy. Um, so I'm sure most people listening to this program have read or heard of the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, right? That's a seminal work in self-help. It was written a cent over a century ago. Um, and what Napoleon Hill did was he uh, interviewed all these successful men. And, of course, they're all men back then. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he said, uh, you know, hey, what's your secret of success? And they said, well, I do this, and this, and this, and this. And I go, okay. And he wrote in a book. He goes, all right, do this, 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 and this, and you'll be successful. Well, the question is, how come millions and millions of people have read that book and not everyone is successful, right? And so the, the reason for that is because what Napoleon Hill and many others have done, he's just one example, but what they've done is they – you know, they go on, let's say they interview these successful people and, you know, what did you do? And they say, oh, I did this and this and this. But see, the problem with that right there is that those are conscious habits. In other words, the person is aware of what they're doing, right? That's the definition of a conscious habit. You know what you're doing and you do it. But here's the problem. What I discovered after all of these decades of study and over 25 years of, of working with people, you know, my coaching clients and students and, you know, people in over 120 countries now, is I realized that that's all well and good, but there are these unconscious habits that highly successful people are doing that they don't even know they're doing, and therefore they can't even tell you about them. So here's what I mean. Let me give you an example. So when we humans want to master any task or habit, we go through four stages of competency. Now, the first stage is called unconscious incompetence. That means you don't know you don't know. The second stage is conscious incompetence. That means you know you don't know. The third stage is conscious competence. That means you know you know. And then the final stage is unconscious competence, which is you do without thinking. 
right? So the example that I always give in my in my keynote speeches and in my seminars, you know, with my audiences is driving a car, right? Probably most people listening to this program know how to drive a car, right? And nevertheless, to learn how to drive a car, you actually had to go through those four stages that I just talked about. The first stage was you didn't know you didn't know how to drive a car, right? Nobody comes out of the womb and says, hey, where's my car? Right. <laughs> Nobody does that. Right. You, you can't. You don't even know. You don't know. Right. That's the first stage. And that lasted for however many years. Then the second stage, which is, you know, you don't know how to drive a car. You're like, oh, man, I really you know, all I got is a bicycle and I, I want to go. I want to get away from my parents. So how the heck do I get? You know, how do you drive a car? Right. You know, I don't know. Choose. Right. So that's the second. The third stage is you learn how to drive a car. Right. You go to driver's ed and you're like, oh, my gosh. And if you remember. For the folks listening, if you can remember, you know, way back then, for me, it was quite a few years ago, uh, you know, learning how to drive a car. At the very, very first, your first lesson, right, you're, you're freaked out. You're like, oh, my God, there's so many things happening. And you're like, ah, you know. But after a few times, you're like, oh, okay, it's not that hard, right? And then, of course, now today, for most of the folks listening to this program, you're like, you, you drive without thinking. You're literally not thinking about driving a car. You do it unconsciously. Well, what's amazing and what I discovered all those years ago is that it is the same with success. Believe it or not, there are these, what I call power habits, that's the name of one of my books, called Power Habits, is that these highly successful people that we're all studying and we want to emulate, well, they're doing things that they're telling us, but then they're doing things that they're not telling us. And they're not, it's not that they're being mean, they're not trying to, you know, pull a fast one or something. They don't even know they're doing it. They literally don't know. They are unconscious. Right. And so the funny thing about unconscious habits is that, number one, you're doing it without thinking. But number two, that means you can't teach it. Right. It's like it's kind of like asking a fish to tell you about water. The fish would go, what do you mean water? What isn't water? Right. You see. And so that's what I you know, that was one of the distinctions I came up with 25 years ago. And I realized that this is, in fact, the thing that's holding so many people back. And the reason for that is because no one talked about it before, you know, and that's one of the reasons we've been able to help so many people have these just huge hockey stick, you know, dramatic increases because they had studied a lot of you know, my clients. I mean, like, you know, people who come to me and hire me, they've already studied lots of stuff. They're doing well. You know, maybe they're making, you know, nice six figures or whatever, but they're like, well, there's more, though. How come I'm, I keep hitting this ceiling and they don't know why? And and. This is actually why it's because of these unconscious habits that, you know, the gurus just, just aren't even aware of. Mm, yeah, I, I love that you brought that to the surface and highlighted that um, because, you know, it's really, I think there's so much more room for discovery in terms of, you know, even a better brain and how we how it operates and what's possible in terms of brain development in the future, you know, in terms of how we can further expand our consciousness. And, and so, um, in what specifically, what particular behavior or sequence can do that, you know, I, I think, yeah, you're right. It does involve human observation. And I find it fascinating that you mentioned that because it wasn't just, um, sure. Everybody, NLP is a very, very popular, um, you know, modality and personal development that was coined by Richard Brand, uh, Richard Bandler and John Grinder. Um, and that was how he discovered 
NLP was he was the only person that was he was um, so he's made a lot of he helped the therapeutic industry because he literally had a PhD like he was studying to get his PhD in uh, psychology and he um, that's what he did he was like he saw things weren't working um, in terms of certain traditional therapies and so he just started observing things and he, he first observed what wasn't working and then he kind of challenged it with experimenting and pushing and then he also observed a uh, top family therapist I think her name was Margaret Mead um and so he literally just uh studied her her notes that she had took and how she was talking the conversations she was having with her clients because she was not aware what she was doing or what she was saying in order to shift their their mindset their paradigm their way of thinking and change their pattern of thinking she was challenging their pattern of thinking using certain techniques and she wasn't even aware that she was doing that at a systematic level that Bandler was able to extract just by observing. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Well, that's what it, and that's what is so important, Rita. And I, and I love what you just said there because it's about a system. See, I invented this power habit system as I call it. And this is why it's so effective because it is not dependent on a personality. See so many of the gurus that are out there that, you know, are very popular um, that's great, and they're helping lots of people. The only problem is it's about their personality. Well, what if I don't have that personality, you know? And then it's like, well, you're out of luck, you know? It won't work for you. And and that's why, you know, I look at the difference between personality-driven success and system-driven success. So, you know, what we do, you know, with my coaching and, you know, my clients and books and courses and whatever is about the system. And the system never fails. See, people fail. The system doesn't fail. And so, you know, like, for example, with me personally, like when I look at things that I've tried at, at different times in my life and I'm like, wow, that didn't really work the way I wanted. I'm like, ah, didn't follow the system, you know, and as soon as I follow the system, I'm like, see, I told you, <laughs> you know, and that that's what's nice is that you don't have to depend on a particular personality uh, to really get the results that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, and there's like a, there's so much more things i i think it i think the problem i mean i i know people that went through certain you know personal development modalities and they still stuck right so obviously there's so much more a lot to it sometimes there's so much things going on in their psyche that's preventing them even embodying the things that they need to embody in order to shift their mindset they're just so anchored into their um negative anchor states of like anger or frustration or whatever, whatever emotional addiction that they're addicted to that's preventing right. them mm -hmm. yeah, or a myriad of things. I mean, and that's why yeah. people like you come in and explore that and, <laughs> and are yeah. able to shift that. So, yeah. and it's not an easy task. <laughs> well, know? what's nice is that the system fixes everything. I, I was actually, one of my clients said to me years ago, uh, you know, one of my very first coaching clients, in fact, uh, you know, was we were working together and he was just, you know, seeing that hockey stick. Uh, you know, he said, no, you know, your coaching is the only coaching that fixes every other coaching. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I was glad he said it. You know, that way it's not me saying it. It was, you know, it was the client saying it. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and then another client also said, you know, Noah, this system never not works. 
And I'm going, that's a cool way to say that. Yeah, it never not works, you know, because whatever you throw at it, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, whether it's, whether it's money, whether it's relationships, whether it's health. I mean, you know, like I said earlier, we help people at, you know, billions of dollars, but also, you know, lose thousands of pounds collectively and find love, find their soulmates. So, you know, because think about this, you know, um, I, I like to ask this question of my audiences, you know, when I'm doing keynote presentations and things. I say, uh, so what is one area of your life where your beliefs don't affect you? And people kind of pause and they go, um, hmm, uh, and I go, exactly. There's no place your beliefs don't affect you, right? I mean, your beliefs affect your health, your wealth, your finances, your relationships, your friends, your family, your social life. I mean, there's just no place where your beliefs don't affect you. But here's the thing. You can't see a belief. Mm-hmm. You can only see the effects of a belief, right? I mean, let's say we were to put your brain on a MRI scan or a CAT scan or whatever. Now we could see activity in the brain and say, oh, you see when she thought of this and that lights up and she thought of that. And I say, well, that's great. You still can't see a thought. You can't mm-hmm. see a belief. It's not possible, right? I don't, I don't really think we'll ever be able to do that, no matter how sophisticated our machinery gets, right? I mean, you can't see. Aha! She thought about a pink elephant right there. You know, I, mean, <laughs> I, I think don't. we, I think we can. I, I, think I don't can. know. I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I my point is that you know, if you're holding yourself back from the level of success that you're capable of, which is most humans, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's a a set of beliefs, right? And so that set of beliefs is, in fact, the thing that's holding you back from the level of success you're capable of. But what's interesting is that you can be holding yourself back in one area of your life, but maybe doing really well in another. For example, maybe your business is going great, but maybe your health is suffering or your relationships. You know, maybe you're spending way too much time at work, right? And, and your family life is suffering. Or maybe your health is great, but you're not making the money you want to be making or whatever. See, so it's not cookie cutter, one size fits all. You know, with our clients, we, we do a very customized approach because even though everybody's the same, everybody's different. You know, Every, we all, we all pretty much want the same thing. You know, that's what I was saying earlier about that. What I call the freedom lifestyle formula. We all want more time, more energy, better relationships and more money. That's pretty much it. That's, you know, but within that, there are an infinite number of variations, right? I mean, you know, maybe you want a Tesla and I want a Lexus, you know, whatever. So it's not it's not right or wrong. And, and it's not black and white. It's just like, okay, well, let's, you know, for that person, here's where they're holding themselves back. And then here's where we apply the system. And then that's where we get the results. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's awesome. I love that. I think you're, I talked to many coaches and you're, um, at least on this podcast, having conversations, you're the only one so far who's emphasized, um, you know, the power of observation and customizing things according to the specific type of human in order to really dial in to what it is they need to focus on to get results. Yeah, well, think about it this way. Imagine if you wanted to have your dream home, your dream home, right? Your dream house, right? And you're like, you know, you have this picture of your dream home and you're like, this is what I want. And so you hire me because, you know, I'm the architect of the stars and, you know, I built thousands of homes for, you know, celebrity clients or whatever. And you're like, you know, hey, you know what? I want you to build this house for me. So imagine if I came in and I said, okay, Rita, well, here's the house you're going to have. It's going to have three bedrooms and, and a, a four car garage and it's going to have a living room over here. And you're like, well, wait a minute, that, that's not what I wanted. And you're like, well, too bad. That's the kind of houses we built, you know, to me, that's idiotic. And yet that's what I see so many coaches doing, you know, like you were just saying. 
it's it's a it's a cookie cutter one size fits all and there's an old phrase that i'm sure everyone listening is familiar with to he who is good with a hammer all the world is a nail right and so that's the point is it doesn't matter what kind of house i want right it's about you it's your house it's your dream right that's what a good coach a good mentor should focus on is getting you your dream house so you're like I don't want three bedrooms. I want five bedrooms. Okay. And I need a three car. I don't need a four car, just a three car. Okay. You see what I mean? That's what it really should be about. But see, because most people are personality driven, I mean, I don't want to say most, but you know, a good number of you know people in this industry are, uh, it's dr- driven by their personality. Well, when you have that personality, that means you have to be like them. Well, what if I'm not like you? <laughs> right? So, you know, oh, you're out of luck. Uh, you know, but that, see, that doesn't make any sense. So, so to me, it's, about the systems, because like I said earlier, people fail, systems don't. And so, and yet, systems are invented by people, right? So it's still all about making sure you find that right coach, the right mentor, so that you're not trying to put a, you know, a, a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, yeah, and we're all motivated differently too. And right. I find, and also too, like I find, you know, and I can speak from experience, like, you know, when you're trying to, let's say, choose a business or choose a career or whatever it is, if you're, if you're doing whatever you're doing, if it's not aligned with your actual values, you're not going to have, you're not going to be really energized to really show up a hundred percent every day. You know, when you're doing something that is aligned with really who you are and your values, you just, it just energizes you because you're excited about going on the journey to discover what works, what doesn't work, ref- the refinement process to get you towards ultimate success. It really is a, 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 like a tweaking process. And it, that involves a lot of willpower in terms of um, focus and discipline and, and high energy levels. And if you're passionate about whatever it is you're doing, you're going to have that fuel to kind of get you through those refinement processes, the tweaking processes. That's right. And that's a great point that I that I make all the time is that people are not all motivated by the same thing. But here's the problem with that is that in this industry, I'm talking personal development industry, it is dominated by people who money is their primary motivator. It is money. And believe me, I've been backstage with a lot, all these guys. And, you know, you'd be shocked at some of the conversations that I've overheard, you know, and that's just like, holy crap. You know, I thought we we're here to help people, you know, and it's all just about money. And what's so funny about that, and I'll say it again, there's nothing wrong with money. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, money's great and it's wonderful. Believe me, I've had it and not had it, and it's way better to have it than not. <laughs> okay. So I'm not anti money. Don't get me, don't, you know, don't misconstrue this. I, I freaking love money. I love having money. It's great because it allows you to do things. Yeah. However, here's the thing what if money is not your primary motivator? Okay, and that's what I'm saying. This industry is dominated by people whose money is their primary motive. That means that's pretty much that's it. You know, it's like let's care about money, and you know, that's kind of it. You know, and and again, that's not saying that's bad or anything. I'm just saying that when money is your primary motivator, you're going to make certain decisions based on that, right? So for me, for example, I'll just use me as an example, right? So for me, my number one primary motivator is impact. Right, is, is making a difference in people's lives. And I have found that that is by far the most common one in terms of just most people. Most people, in fact, we've done tests like this, uh, like at our live events uh, or even our virtual events. Uh, we have three-day virtual events called Seven Figure Mind Intensive, right? And so we would do tests 
where we would say to the person, all right, now I want you to picture all the money you're going to make and picture that money and picture, you know, all the stuff you're going to buy and, you know, all the things you're going to have and all, you know, getting that new car and all that great stuff. And you know what happens? The person actually gets weak in their body. And then I say, okay, now I want you to feel that. And then I, now I say, I want you to feel all of the people that you're going to help when you're getting your message out to the world. I want you to feel what that feels like, knowing you made a difference, knowing that you changed people's lives, knowing you had an impact, not just you know in your town or community, but really all over the world, because that's what we can do now with this wonderful tool called the internet. We can have a global impact. Just think about all the people's life, and, and that's when they get excited. You see what I mean? And that's what we see over and over and over again. But what's, again, the, the problem, the issue is that the people who are dominating the conversation are money-driven. And so we think, you know, the audience, let's just say, we think, oh, geez, that better be money-motivated. Well, what if that isn't you? Okay, again, I'm not saying it's wrong or bad. I'm just saying, what if that's not you? It's basically like saying, you know, to a vegetarian, hey, man, you really should eat more steak. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I don't want to, right? And conversely, it's like saying to an omnivore, which I am, I, I mean, I need a lot of protein. I eat meat all the time because I need protein. I tried being a vegetarian for two weeks. I looked like a ghost and I was like pale and I like, I, yeah. I, I quit. I can't do Lentils it. Lentils and beans give you plenty yeah, I, of protein. I can't do it. I know. <laughs> I need meat, meat, and more meat. Anyway, you get the point, right? Right. So that's the thing. We're not trying to change the person or say, you know, you're, this is that, this is right and that's wrong. No, it's like, you need to be who you are. And I always say to people, this is what I say to my clients all the time, whatever your button is, just keep pushing that button. If your button's money, then push the button of money. But if it's not money, if it's impact, then let's push that button. And that's what's going to get you to that next level. Right. But do you really believe, though, like, it, I know people think it's money, but to me, I feel it's a, a, an illusion because money's the end result of your talent or, you know, or your mastery, right? So let's, let's, let's think about all the people that are in the top 1% of their game, like uh, Oprah, um, let's just say Michael Jordan. It's the only person I can think of in the athletic department. I'm not a big sports person. Um, let's just, let's just isolate it to those two examples. So here we have Oprah. She is now like, one of the world's most wealthiest person. Like she literally has a massive empire and I don't ever, I don't think she's ever publicly stated that she wanted to be rich or um, she was just like, she started off as like an anchor woman and she actually got fired. And um, like she was struggling in the beginning of her career until she decided to just be Oprah and, um, you know, she's like, I can't be Barbara Walters. There, she's already taken and I can't be her. And, and so that's when she started discovering, you know, what what she could bring to the table that was her zone of genius, which was literally being interested in other people and what they had to say, what their experiences were. Like she, but so what I'm saying is, she had a curiosity of like, you know, she obviously enjoyed interviewing people for her to ask those amazing, like great questions for to develop the great content that she did on the show, on her show. And then that led to the book club and it led to the magazine, it led to all these other things that created a domino effect just from the result of her being just really genuinely um, curious about honing in on her craft and exploring who she was and embracing that. Then we have Michael Jordan, 
Um, I really don't know really much about his background. I just know he was this iconic athlete. But just by with athletes, like they're on the whatever, get a train is I'm sure there's a certain sequence, there's a certain beliefs or whatever, but your training, it's intense to go through that process, rigorous. And um I don't know. It's like I feel like to me, if it was just for money, uh, how could you get I'm gonna be I'm gonna get it through being a basketball athlete. Well, I mean, you know, how are, if, if it's just that for the money, how are you going to go through that journey in order to be, the, like, go to get to mastery, to get that, you know, money? You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to Oprah say? Oprah and Michael Jordan are two perfect examples of people who money is not their primary motivator. So they're a perfect example of what I was just saying, that their, their primary motivator is, in fact, impact, particularly Oprah. She, was, she is not money motivated. Money is not her primary motivator. I was speaking about the personal development industry in particular, or you could say the online business, the internet marketing, because I, I help people with digital marketing as well. I'm talking about the guru space. That's what I was referring to. When you look at Oprah and Michael Jordan as examples, they are examples of people who, number, but Michael Jordan, he was driven by excellence. That's his number one driver, is excellence. Okay, and Oprah, I would say her, primary driver is impact, like I was saying. So they are absolutely not examples of what I was talking about, not in terms of money is their primary motivator. They just happen to make a heck of a lot of money because they were amazingly great at, you know, what they do and did. Uh, so, you know, as, as you stated, money is a byproduct of that, but that is not always the case for many people. Many people are very good at what they do, and yet they're not making the money they should be making. That's where I come in. <laughs> That's where I <laughs> I tell, I show them exactly what is missing, what that gap is, and there are several gaps that we help people fill in. But you no, know, those are two examples of uh, exactly what I was talking about. Meaning, money's very motivator. They they just happen to make a lot of money because of their respective excellence in their respective industries. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about those gurus, and I think I know what you're trying to say. So from what I know, with those certain the online guru. Um, yeah okay i see what you're saying in those examples um though they don't that's not sustainable though they may make their money doing whatever little um it's like a short-term thing for them it's not a, a long-term gain and they have to come up with some other you know particular type of i don't know i don't know what you want to call it um repackaging of whatever it is they're trying to sell just to change and shift with the times or what's working now versus what wasn't working in terms of these online, you know, make millions of dollars online doing whatever it is they're wanting to do. <laughs> right. Like they don't, they're not sustainable. So well, my, my message to people and this I've been saying for many, many years is you be you don't worry about them. If that's their primary motivator is money, then that's fine. But what I'm saying is because they're dominating the conversation, most people think they have to be like that. See, like for years and years, uh, you know, when I was younger, I thought I had to be like that. And I tried. I tried to make money my primary motivator. I tried to change who I am. And I realized that is stupid. This is never going to work because, number one, like I said, I love money, but that's never going to be my primary motivator, just like, you know, meat to a vegetarian. It's just wrong for that person. Not that it's wrong as a, as a thing. I'm just saying for, you know, for me, it didn't work. And so I'm like, okay, so my, my part of my job here is to be a voice to people who may 
feel like they're doing something wrong because it's like, well, gee, that that's not really my motivator. And I'm like, no, you're not wrong, right? You're not wrong. Be you and let that be whatever motivates you. And I, again, I argue that for the majority of people, certainly the people that I coach and that I've worked with over the last 25 years, the vast majority, they're driven by impact, by making a difference, by just wanting to help humanity, make the world a better place. You know, as corny as that sounds, we all, most people actually, that is their motivator. I'm like, great. Now let's help you make money doing that. All right. So money can be there, just like we talked about with Oprah and Michael Jordan. You know, they made tons of money, but the primary motivator was excellent. So let's do that. Let's get to mastery. And, you know, through that process, we make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Mm. And can you tell us like one gap that is preventing someone who's really good at what they're doing, but yet they're not making, you know, as much money as others? Absolutely. The gap that, you know, in this case would be called what I call the belief gap. In other words, they see their pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and they're like, yep, I see it over there and I'm here. (laughs) You know, I call it going from your CPR to your NDR. CPR stands for your current perceived reality. Your NDR stands for your new desired reality. That's your pot of gold. It's over there. I can see it. The problem is I'm over here and it's over there and I don't really think I can get there. Right. I don't know that I can do it. I don't think I can do it. Most people. Now, if you ask most people, they'll say, sure, I can do it. But see, that's that's a conscious thought. Meanwhile, in the subconscious, they're thinking, "Eh, I don't think I can do it. (laughs) Right. And so this is one of the reasons why so many people just don't take the actions that they know they should be doing. Right. And that's why it's so easy to get distracted. We live in a world of infinite distractions. And so when you allow yourself to be distracted by the infinite distractions that are out there, um, that means you have that belief gap that I'm talking about. The belief gap says, yeah, I probably can't. I mean, I want it, but eh, I don't think I can do it. So, you know, let's watch Netflix, <laughs> you know, because that's easy, right? Just, yeah. you know, and that's the thing. And that's why so many people who are capable of, of great things, they, they don't reach their capability because they're, you know, there's fear and there's procrastination. There's all these things too, but it boils down to what I'm saying right now. You know, what we teach in our books and our, in our courses is, is the belief gap. So what I do is I fix that gap rather than trying to say, Hey, stop procrastinating. Hey, don't be afraid. It's like, you know, you're just putting a bandaid on someone when, you know, they might need surgery. You know, and, uh, you know, that may not be pleasant all the time. And we get we get grown men in tears in our seminars sometimes because, you know, Mm -hmm. these these are emotional things that in many cases have been held inside the person for years or decades. And they've never had anyone to talk to before. They never had anyone understand them, to listen to them and say, you're not wrong. It's not your fault. Uh, But they, of course, have been beating themselves up in many cases for a long time. So we're we're there to help them to say, okay, you, you know, again, you're not wrong. You know, but we just have to do these things now so that we can go from where you are to where you want to be and still get your life back in the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, too, sometimes they may not even know what was inside them. And then they had okay. that crying release. They never had the opportunity or anyone to guide them to explore that um, okay. a lot of the times. Because, like you said, we live in a world of infinite distractions, and we certainly do. And I think, you know... It is also an immersion process um, to kind of be able to be aware of our programming and then deprogram and then reprogram really involves an immersion process because we're so deeply embedded in our programming. I mean, we've been programmed since um, we were little kids, you know, from going to school, we picked up, you know, it's a, it's just a, it's an ongoing habitual 
way of being that provides a sense of certainty and safety um, in staying in that comfort zone. So it really is a, a real journey. And um, right. yeah, it's an immersion process. Like, I, and I know I, I don't tell the events and, da, 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 and it takes, it just takes a long time to really get it to embody it and stay in it. Um, because then you, after you leave the event, you go back into the real world or, you know, um, you know, or you go back to another event, another event, but it's like this, it's just an immersion process. But the more and more and more you're exposed to it over and over and over again, the better you get at embodying it. And, um, Really? Well, it's funny you say that because we helped a lot of people who are self-proclaimed self-help junkies or seminar junkies to actually quit that habit. Not that it's bad. I mean, I love seminars. I, 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 I used to go to seminars all the time. And I mean, I love learning and just like I'm sure everybody listening to this program. But what we don't see or what, what we see is people going to all these seminars and yet not seeing the growth. That is the problem for me. And so we, we you know, like one of my clients recently that I was working with, we have a program called the 12 week breakthrough where I help people make more in 12 weeks than they made in the previous 12 months while winning one to three hours back in their day in four to eight weeks per year. So that's why we call it 12 week breakthrough. Well, she was a self-proclaimed seminar junkie. Uh, and, and she tripled her investment in the first two weeks of working with me. And, you know, a big part of the reason for that is what exactly what we, you know, I've been sharing on this program which is understanding the gaps, filling in the gaps, and then using a system to, to fill in the gaps. And so what's nice is that when you get off that treadmill, again, I love seminars. I, I mean, I go to a seminar every weekend if I could, but you know, now it's like, now you can choose which ones to go to and which ones not to go to. And you don't have to feel like you're just on that treadmill and not really getting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm giving you full permission for your own bragging rights. So tell us about, you know, where you've been seen or heard or who, who you've worked with or examples of your client's success. So you've got permission for full bragging rights right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I tell you what, I'll, I'll do one better. I, I'm going to give everyone a free gift uh, for listening. Um, in fact, it's very easy to remember. It's called freegiftfromnoah.com. How's that? That is oh, that freegiftfromnoah.com. And what it is, it, this is brand new. I'm so excited. Uh, this is my 29-page PDF where I actually show you how I help my clients make more in just 12 weeks than they made in the last 12 months while winning their lives back. Because imagine if I said to you, hey, Rita, I can help you make more in the next 12 weeks than you made in the last 12 months. You're like, great. All right. So all you have to do is work 10 times harder, never see your family, never take any breaks, and just you know keep your nose to the grindstone all the time and work 100 hours a week. Sound good? Like, no, that kind of sucks. You know, so no, it's not about that. It's about the opposite, right? But, you know, sometimes I get it. We have to hustle and grind, but no, we, we we want people to have their lives and the money. You know, like I said, money's great, but our lives are more important. You know. So anyway, free gift from Noah.com. You can see some of the people that we've worked with. You know, the celebrity uh, endorsements that we have from people like Jenny McCarthy, Gary Vaynerchuk, John Asraf, Jack Canfield, Neil Bonawald. I mean, just everybody. You know, endorses my work. Uh, you know, really everybody in the industry. Uh, and, and you can also see some of our client results, like, uh, you know, like I was talking about that client who tripled their investment in two weeks, and, uh, going from $60,000 in debt to a six figure income in less than a year. I mean, it just goes on and on and on from 5,000 a month to 75,000 a month in income. Uh, so anyway, free gift from Noah.com. We'd love <laughs> to give you that gift and, uh, you know, hope you enjoy it and make sure that you, you know, get in touch with us and let us know that you heard us here on this program. Perfect. I, what is, is it like a 
what is it exactly? Is it a free book? Is it a free? Um... Yes, it's a it's an ebook. It's an ebook um, which really lays out my process for helping people make more in twelve weeks to make the last twelve months. There's also uh, you know once you get the ebook, you can also uh, watch some video training that I did and a, and a, a special video training where I literally walk you through the book. So um, it's it's really a multimedia experience uh, mm -hmm. at freegiftfromnoah.com. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so yeah, it's highly take advantage of that, guys. So it's free gift from Noah.com. Really easy to remember. I like easy. that. Yeah, free gift from Noah.com. The link will be in the show notes. Um, yeah, so is there any other website you want to share with us? Or they can just well, I have there? 250 websites. Oh, so wow. Know, but, but I mean, the main one, I'll give you the main one, then it's just my name, NoahStJohn.com, just like it sounds, N-O-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N.com. And you can, again, see some of our testimonials, and there's tons of resources there, you know, everything from high-level coaching to online courses and books and audios and videos and stuff like that. And by the way, I'll just mention my uh, my YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe yeah. to my YouTube channel, it's WatchNoahTV.com. Also yeah. very easy to remember. WatchNoahTV.com. Yeah. WatchNoahTV.com. So, guys, check out his YouTube channel, which also will be linked in the show notes. Um, yeah, anything else you'd like to add before we close? I, I think we covered a lot yeah. of that. So, I'm excited. <laughs> this, uh, this was a great conversation. It was. It was. It was one of my... the. The, one of the best conversations we've had oh. on the Happy Being Well podcast. Oh. So, yes. Um, so, yeah, guys, highly check out, you know, free gift from Noah.com and his YouTube channel, Watch Noah TV. Awesome that he, he made it so easy like that. <laughs> so, I thank you so much for, you know, contributing to the Happy Being Well audience. You really shared real, some real, real gems of wisdom and insight today it was a very enlightening conversation one of the most enlightening conversations i've had on the podcast and i'm sure everyone is enjoying this episode including myself and guys if you've enjoyed this episode make sure if you subscribe so you don't miss another future upcoming episode and remember guys live happy being well you learned something new or were inspired to live happy being well please be sure to subscribe to the happy being well podcast so you don't miss an upcoming episode also please feel free to leave a five-star review including what you learned or what inspired you in today's episode this podcast is presented by happybeingwell.com your online store for natural wellness products so you can live happy being well order your next all-natural essential oil all-natural face mask all-natural bath soap all-natural deodorant, herbal tea, crystals including crystal home decor and kitchen items, irresistible leggings, and much more at happybeingwell.com. Free shipping on all orders within the USA.